2: Now, guys thanks for tuning in to another episode of the running gold standard podcast my name is zach hernandez and this afternoon i'm joined by my co-host matt Welland. matt how you doing today
1: i'm great man i got my tesla model 3 delivered to me about an hour and a half ago so i've been messing around with that um it's it's pretty cool so far i mean you gotta look more into it of course but uh we gotta talk 49ers football you know what i'm saying we, we were a little late on the game the other day. Weren't able to make it. Some stuff came up, but we we got a lot to talk about because the dress rehearsal game, not the best. Not the best.
2: It was very, yeah, we'll get into it. Um, before we do, if you guys are tuning in on Twitter, head over to youtube.com slash 49ers. I've joined from there. That way we can see and interact with your comments. The commenting on Twitter, we're not ignoring you. We just cannot see it. Um, so obviously, Matt, the 49ers were shut out 17-0 to by the Houston Texans before we kind of deep dive into it and, and, you know, positional positionally, excuse me, what was your kind of overall takeaway from this game? Sloppy,
1: just sloppy. And, you know, I think that's a, a big part of that is because a lot of the guys either played a little bit during the second game or not at all. Um, and it was the third game in a 17 day span. Everything was like vanilla. I think the biggest thing that they were trying to do is get some guys, just some reps and and get out of there with, as minimal injuries as possible keep everybody healthy it for a dress rehearsal it didn't look good um and just the whole team overall just came out sluggish and flat-footed um if you're looking at who i thought was a superstar i really didn't see anybody that i'm like you know writing home about i i feel like everybody had a deficiency in one way or another um overall just kind of a poor performance but i mean you know they, they have what that uh, you know two and a half weeks now before the start of the regular season so i mean here we are on august 27th the game was two days ago they're not going to play opening day for them is september 11th at chicago so they have a lot of time to kind of like beef that up and now that we're past the preseason this is now where you start getting a long, it's almost like coming off a bye week right? You're getting a really long install period. You're actually going to put in your running game, your passing concepts, everything like that, um, to prepare for a real opponent. So, you know, hopefully uh, hopefully, this was just a bump in the road and it brings them back down to earth. And it's like, hey, we got to go out there like, like everything matters because now it will.
2: Yeah, I mean, uh, the kind of main takeaway from preseason is always like don't, put too much into it, the Detroit Lions and I forget which year, what 2008 or whatever, they won every single preseason game and then proceeded to go 0-16. So it's not really that meaningful. Obviously, you want to see meaningful reps out of certain players, especially the younger players, yeah. but win yeah. or loss, that doesn't really mean anything. Um, right. Trey Lance seems to have, for some reason, come away from this game, taking a lot of flack from his overall yeah. performance. Mm-hmm. Is that unwarranted?
1: It's pretty unwarranted in my book. I mean, when when the offensive line is going to get you killed every play. I mean, everything was either a rollout by design or he had to scramble. I think he had maybe two clean dropbacks where he could have thrown the ball when his back foot hit the ground, you know. And one of them was that shot play to Debo, which was a PI. That should have been called. That wasn't. Um, and then the other one was one where he ended up getting flushed. Like, he got to the bottom. He could have thrown um, – but, yeah, it, it's one of those things where you're judging Trey Lance on the 7 of 11 for 40 You're judging him on the stat line, right? You're not judging based off of what was seen. And that offensive line was, like, bad, bad. Um, I, I, who was uh, Jalen Moore? I saw at least three times where, like, he completely whiffed or got just got beat, or like, right off the bat. Um, and Trey Lance had no time. Um, the running game didn't get anything going. like Like, they had nothing for the running backs. Um, this was the situation which if you're judging Trey Lance by this, you have to look at things outside of just dropping back or whatever. Um, people are nitpicking, oh, he did this throw or, oh, he did this or whatever. Um, I know people are saying, oh, he threw it up, uh, to Debo Samuel. Um, you know, when he could have hit Brandon, I, there was some of that on Twitter. I, I'm, you know, Kurt Warner kind of shut that down. And my thing too, is cause people were like, oh, he threw it and he wasn't even open yet. And it's like, that's how go routes work in the NFL. Like that, that's how that works. You either, you know, you have to throw it when he's, you know, when he's uh, even. So, uh, God, there's a, there's a term for it, too. Oh, if uh, uh, if the wide receiver is even, the wide receiver's leaving. So that's when you throw the deep ball, right? Because you expect your wide receiver to be fast and then run and run and run um, past the guy. And, you know, it just showed me that Debo Samuel is still not in football shape. Um, last year's Debo, he would have separated on that. This year's Debo, not so much.
2: Yeah, I thought that was a pretty interesting takeaway. You shared that in the chat after the game that he looked kind of sluggish and out of shape. I, I brought this tweet up because I thought it was a perfect example of what you were talking about with the offensive line. <laughs> Everybody except for the center is losing their battle. Right. So or lost their battle already. Trey Lance.
1: I mean, and that's line. that's his back foot at the bottom of the drop. Yeah. The running back, look, is holding his hand. He hasn't even cleared. He hasn't even cleared on his route. That, that's just really bad. Yeah.
2: So it was tough. Um and a lot of it also had to do with the fact that the Texans played the majority of their starters it seemed like for at least 3 quarters of the game um it didn't look like the Niners played many so it, I mean the offensive line is tough because it's like we don't know which of these guys will end up being forced to start because the 49ers didn't really address the positions in the offseason. season. So right. we'll see how that shapes out. Um, one of the biggest. Yeah. But didn't you know, they didn't mean to. Oh my... That's why they couldn't get rid of Jimmy Garoppolo.
1: They didn't even want to upgrade the offensive line. They couldn't use that, that 25.
2: Anyway, I don't get it. I really don't understand that <laughs> argument. How what a weird take, man. Also the people out there that are like, well, they work for an NFL organization. They know clearly better than what they know that better than you would know these people are also capable of making incorrect decisions. Like just because they work for an NFL team right. does not mean that they are above reproach or above questioning in any sort of decision. People, I mean, Johnny Manziel was drafted. Like there are right. obvious mistakes that these the 49ers drafted
1: AJ Jenkins in the first round.
2: Yes. Yes. And speaking of bust, they might have another one on their hands. Is it too soon to be worried about Trey Sermon?
1: Um. No, because here's the thing. Again, we saw offensive line. It's really hard to judge these guys when you're basing it off of, like, the, the just the absolute dog shit offensive line play. Yeah. What are they supposed to – like, how are you supposed to get – I mean, you know, there's not holes being creative. It's not like Trey Sermon, to me, doesn't look decisive. There were a couple of runs that he had, um, I think, on that opening drive that were pretty decent. You know, he, he made one cut, hit the hole um and he's still working into um this was talked about i can't remember who was talking about it that i think it was john lynch had said that you know last year trey sermon was hey he wanted to bounce things outside like he did in college and he's realizing no everybody's a dude in the nfl and you got to put your foot in the ground and go north and south and so that's still a process where he's cha- essentially changing his running style um i think he'll get there um I know people are saying, oh, keep Jordan Mason and get rid of Sermon. That's not going to happen. Third round cache gets you a little bit. And this is only a second year. So I want to see what it looks like with the actual run game installed, what it looks like with Trent Williams out there and the actual starting offensive line and not this patchwork of whatever that was. Um, But I will say this. If any of those O-linemen go down, this team is going to have a real problem on its hands and it's going to rue the day that it didn't address the position in a matter of fact, in in an urgent sort of way, Um, which is really weird. Again, they took the Bengals approach of kind of working outside in. Um, They did. They got all these weapons, right? Then they draft their quarterback and now they're working on offensive linemen. And it's, man, it's, you got to keep Trey Lance healthy. You got to keep those running backs healthy. Probably why they're going to carry so much. um, So many running backs, they're going to get hit and they're just going to, you know, it, it is what it is.
2: Yeah, it, it is tough. Um, I will say that he looked like Trey Sermon, that is, looked like he had his best game yet, but that still doesn't say too much. I'm really interested to see if he is able to survive off of this off-season performance, including the preseason, and his draft status, because it seems like that's like what's giving him that little extra oomph over some of the other backs, including Jordan Mason. Yeah. Um, there's a comment here from Melissa. Matt, being the medical guy, do you believe the sprain Orrin Burks has Really, will be ready and in no danger of re-injuring versus the Bears Week One.
1: Um, I mean, there's always a risk for injury, Um, a sprain. I mean, if it's the most minor of sprains, man, that's still a couple week injury. So, you know, you just hope he doesn't have to play that much.
2: They're going to shouldn't.
1: It's you're not. I mean, you're not going to be able to tell until it's time for the Bears. That's going to be like a that's a, a true game time decision. You know yeah
2: also we discussed this last week after the uh vikings game where people were saying that there's a legitimate competition for quarterback two we both if i remember correctly disagreed with that did thursday night change anything of that for you or is it still sudfeld most likely
1: yeah it's still sudfeld i mean listen purdy doesn't have the arm um it's, it's clear that what the 49ers are going to try to do is try to get him through waivers to the P-Squad. That, that, to me, makes the most amount of sense for that guy. Um, it, you know, again, Sudfeld, pretty safe. He's the $2 million guy versus Mr. Irrelevant that you can cut and resign for whatever amount of money you want to. Um, yeah, I, I just – I think that – I honestly think that the 49ers could go in a better direction for QB2 than either of those guys i think they're a little lacking right now so yeah yeah
2: um brandon says did we hear anything about people saying niners trying to get a deal done on the offensive line i saw a report from eric branch who said <laughs> yeah that the 49ers... eric branch said it
1: but again you know they couldn't have used any of that money to go get offensive line that's clearly not what they wanted to do yeah. even though now you have conflicting rumors saying that they actually are trying to deal for an interior <laughs> offensive lineman
2: so Eric Branch, the SF Chronicle, say. says the 49ers have recently made trade inquiries to add an interior and offensive lineman, but a deal doesn't appear imminent, according to league sources. And, and the fi- front five's performance Thursday made it clear that the 49ers have been making calls. Quarterback Trey Lance was steady under pressure, all competing 7 of 11 for 49 yards. Uh, projected starters are rookie right guard Spencer Burford, left guard Aaron Banks, center Jake Brendel, Jason Poe from Mercer um, goes into taking up, few snaps of banks during Tuesday's practice, but yeah, I mean, it seems like it's a lot of speculation and maybe preliminary calls to pick up an offensive lineman or trade for an offensive lineman. Maybe they're hoping somebody gets cut during roster cuts and they're able to scoop them up. But at this point, right. I would imagine who they have is who they're going to roll with.
1: Yeah, I think so too. Um, yeah. Unfortunate. Um, I don't, I don't know if McGlinchey going to be ready. We don't know, you know, what the the rookies are going to look like against real stiff competition for an entire game. Yeah. Um, remember, even even the guys that are projected to start, the, the rookies, they only play a few series and then they're pulled. So over the course of a full NFL game where you're getting 10, 11, 12 series, like, you know, that's that's a lot. That's a lot of snap. I mean, you're looking at 60, 70, 80 snaps sometimes on the offensive line. And, you know, it's degrees right the the margin for error um or you know the chance that something happens grows exponentially with those reps
2: so
0: yeah
2: i um if if i remember correctly it was brad graham of the sf niners (laughs) was talking about how offensive linemen if not you know the most very high up on the list value excuse me get the most value from a game plan out of any other position because they need to know beforehand kind of what to expect, how to mesh together, how to support each other. And there's none of that in a preseason game. So from what I heard, they get a couple of plays basically thrown out there beforehand. It's barely game
1: planned. Yeah. It's barely game planned. It's vanilla. It's, you know, and then you have to think about it this way too. As bad as the offensive line has looked, when you get, when you get mean Trent Williams out there and you know that he knows what he's doing, man, he's going to, he's going to be able to help them adjust mid game. Yeah. You know, those are the type of things that you're going to see. The preseason is basically about, hey, let's run like these couple plays. And again, it's more about getting reps and and practicing in. It, it's kind of like practice, really. You're building calluses and muscle memory. You're getting reps, whatever, whatever. So, it, you know, I try not to read too much into it. But the strange Lance bashing is so weird. Yeah, I mean, even Grant has kind of like. I mean, Grant does his thing, but, like, even he's just like, oh, man, are the 49ers super nervous about
2: Lance already? Yeah. It's like, bro. It, it, it's tough. Um, obviously, a lot of people dislike Grant Cohn. I respect him. He does what he does. He has his shtick, yeah. and I appreciate it. Um, he does have the balls to ask the questions that almost no other reporters in the 49ers beat room will. But yeah, I we said it earlier in the chat. Last year, it was all play the kid, play the kid, play the kid. Shanahan knows that Trey Lance would blow Jimmy Garoppolo out of the water. And we're not even to the regular season yet. And now he's already like putting out these reports and kind of YouTube videos to gain attention where the 49ers should be very, very hesitant. And here's why. The 49ers are already worried. And here's why. Let's just calm down, man. Let's just calm down. Trey Lance clearly has the talent. Let's just at least get him get, get a normal game in before we start panicking
1: yeah and i mean to a lesser extent you know that's what kind of people are doing with trey sermon too they're like cut him cut him get rid of him get rid of him he sucks he's never gonna be good he's never these games don't count man how many times have we seen preseason superstars that don't do jack shit in the regular season looking at you Sherfield. Yep. remember it was uh what was it uh baby baby ab or yep. little ab or yep. whatever yep. yeah
2: come on i mean like i saw it on twitter the other day like brian hoyer had a hell of a preseason going into his first year with the Niners, and everybody was like brian hoyer reclamation like he's going to prove everyone wrong and then what happened he got benched like it was it was an ugly year so preseason you can take almost nothing from
1: for cj bethard bro yeah
0: yeah that was ugly Terms and embargoes apply. Offer ends nine nineteen. No refund. Subscription auto renews.
2: While we're talking about the offensive line, though, there is an offensive lineman, former first-round pick in Alex Leatherwood, who is struggling really badly with the Raiders, and it's looking like he's going to be one of the roster cuts. Should the 49ers be interested in trying to pull, like, a Lakin Tomlinson in and saving his career, or is it-, it?
1: Yes. Anything Anything they can kick the tires on, they need to because – That's, I mean, that's the approach that they, you know, that's the approach that they took with, um, with the offensive line, with the undrafted free agents. Yeah. So, I mean, why are you stopping now? Obviously, you know that it's going to be a problem. Yeah. You might, you might as well. You know.
2: (laughs) Melissa says, "Hell no! Look, there couldn't be. It'd be very hard to be worse than what we saw Thursday night. So, some of those offensive linemen were just atrocious, and Leatherwood clearly has the talent." the a first-round pick just yeah. of last year, and maybe it's a thing where the Raiders scheme just isn't fitting what he does. So I don't see how it could hurt. Worst case, you bring him in, try him out, doesn't work out, okay, cut.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's again, that. Not, but you're, he's probably going to be on a one-year deal, no guaranteed money. Like, who gives a shit? Yeah. Kick the tires and then get
2: out. Yeah. Uh, Mayoko tweeted, I asked 49ers coach Kyle Shanahan last night if left guard Aaron Banks, center Jake Brendel, right guard Spencer Burford would start week one. He answered, We've got 17 days and we definitely aren't going to assign that stuff tonight. We got a lot more practice to do. So yeah. we'll see how it shapes up. Um, I thought Jake Brendel was actually surprisingly good. Uh, maybe I shouldn't say good, but better than I was expecting. Right. So for somebody who I don't believe has played much, NFL-level football at center. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I see comments in the chat regarding Jimmy Garoppolo, which I don't think we really want to get into again. Um, Silk68 says, Hasty is also a preseason superstar, but not good enough in regular season.
1: Or injury-prone, I mean, because he's small. So, yeah. Yeah.
2: Kyle Shanahan just loves him some Michael Hasty. I will say somebody who did impress Thursday night – was Samuel Womack, who has continued to impress the entire preseason. He had that one really yeah. nice pass breakup in the end zone. Um, it's safe to say he's kind of earned that starting role, or do you think that's a little too soon to say?
1: As the nickel, probably, yeah. yeah. Probably going to to be the starter for sure, for sure. Um, Womack looks nice. He, he looks to be in the receiver's pocket just about every time, maybe a little grabby, but that, again, coming from college where you can grab up until the point where the ball's near, that's not a huge surprise for me. And he's, he's probably going to, you know, work on that as, as he goes, but he's looked, he's looked shockingly good for where they drafted him. So um, yeah. not bad, not bad at all.
2: Yeah. I'm really impressed with him. I think that he brings so much to the secondary of the 49ers desperately need not only playmakers, but just solid corners in their secondary. They have not had that in a while. Um, And we saw Jason Verrett getting placed on the PUP IR list. Um, Jimmy Ward, unfortunately, is also going to start the year on that list. How much does that concern you with maybe not necessarily Verrett, but Jimmy Ward, arguably the Niners like top. Well, it definitely is the top person in the secondary.
1: Yeah, that means he's going to miss the first four games, um, and that's provided he makes the fifty-three. So that's the contingency he can return after um, four games if he's on the fifty-three man roster. If he's not, I I'm not sure what's going to happen, but he's going to be on the fifty-three. So, um, yeah, it, it is a little concerning. Um, I heard, I heard a little rumor that uh, there could be a possibility that Jakowski Tart gets released by the Eagles. So, I mean, maybe you uh, bring back Jakowski Tart if, if you know, Jimmy Ward's going to be out and you want a guy that knows the system. Um, obviously not quite the same as what Jimmy Ward does, but familiar enough that it'd probably be, you know, at least interesting to, to put him back there. I don't know. But That's you've got to do something because I don't think mm-hmm. that, you know, a, a starting safety combination of either Tarvarius Moore or George Odom and Talano Hufanga is exactly what they were envisioning when the season was beginning.
2: They also signed uh veteran into Sean Gibson, but how much will he bring to the table? Do people really think Jimmy Ward is, is bad?
1: I don't, Jimmy Ward's I, I think good. He's saying losing Jimmy Ward is a huge L.
2: Okay. Okay.
1: That's what good. I would assume. Right. Cause nobody can actually think Jimmy Ward is bad because he's actually one of the better safeties.
2: Which is funny because we talked about this. If if not me and you, definitely Mike and I, the career arc of Jimmy Ward has totally gone from like the fans dislike him. They can't stand him mostly to their defense because he couldn't stay healthy and they didn't feel he was worth that first round pick. And then now he's severely underrated and one of the better safeties in the NFL and losing him would be a huge loss. It's just funny that that's how it turned out. But hey, I'm glad he's getting his dues. He finally showed up on the NFL's top 100 I think it was like '96 yeah. or something like that. So good for him. Yeah, um, for sure. Moving on, going back to Thursday night, the receivers. You talked about Debo looking a little out of shape. I know that there's not much to take from it, but what else kind of did you think about the receivers? Willie Snead obviously made that mind-boggling mistake dropping that yeah. touchdown back in the end zone to end the game.
1: Man, I I think receivers fine again. No time to throw. How are they developing? You know. I think that uh Debo needs to get in a little bit better shape. I thought I had a couple of plays where he separated really well. Um, but nothing really right home about. Again, really hard to judge, man. This was just such a flat performance from everybody. I just wasn't impressed yeah. with a lot of things. So it's That's really what sucks. gonna be Yeah. It's hard. It's so hard to judge when they just came out and it's like, yeah. man, you guys look crappy right now. Yeah. So yeah, I'm sitting there. I'm pretty, like, really I was
2: looking forward to this game all day. And then I come home after a crazy day at work. And this is yeah. the shit that I see. Like, come on, man. The Niners can't even give yeah. me a, a touchdown. Not even a field goal. Like, come on.
1: Not even a field goal. Yeah. yeah. It's so it was crazy.
2: Extremely ugly. But it is what it is, I guess. Um, who would you... I don't even know how to phrase this question. Is there any surprise cuts that you would imagine will be made that the fans maybe not expect.
3: Um,
1: I, it's hard to say because, you know, again, there's a lot of depth. Um, I mean, I the secondary is probably going to have the most, you know, like a Tariq Castro fields is going to get cut. Most likely. I mean, Dante Johnson's probably getting cut again. That dude always gets cut, but he bounces back. Um, I'm sure there will be one surprise in there, at least. The one that I would say is again, it's hard to judge, but maybe a, I don't know. It, it's hard. It's hard to judge. Every position seems to have like that clear cut right where you expect certain guys to be there. I think people like I think Malik Turner makes the team, um, hmm. things like that. But yeah. Hard yeah, to say it, at this point. Really but we don't even to have top. that long to wait, by the way, because they have to cut down to 53 by Tuesday.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Um Joey says, Wild wow, that Brendell only has 70 more snaps at center than Trey has at quarterback. That's insane. That really is insane. Yeah. Um ers throwback, Jordan Mason and Tyler Croft will be cut. Why cut Croft? Yeah, I think, I, 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 like think Croft. I think Jordan Mason will be. I
1: think you know what I I agree with Croft getting cut too. I just really? think li- listen, Werner came back after not being able to to do anything early, and he looked good. And then Dwelly just has he's been here, you know. Dwelly's been Dwelly's been Dwelly. So Tyler Croft is the Johnny Come Lately, and those ones are the easiest ones to yeah. to get rid of. Well, I mean, I haven't really seen a ton out of Tyler Croft, so
2: he made a few nice catches Thursday night, but. Sure. Other than that, not much. I was surprised they cut Tanner Hudson, to be honest. I thought he was productive. I thought he could have made a push for tight end, two, and he was one of like, yeah. the first cuts. I'm like, oh, okay, never mind. Clearly, I know nothing. Um, yeah. Melissa says, Ridgeway or Sosa. Fans are so quick to want to cut Sanson Ebicam, maybe because of his contract. I, I don't know. I, I thought he's solid. I would be fine keeping him another year. Yeah. 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 Croft and Fumagalli get Ross the hell out of here. This is funny. I like Ross. I think Ross is fine. Um, You said Turner, Malik Turner likely makes it, you think? I think so. Yeah. I think it's going to be Debo,
1: Ayuk, um, Juwan Jennings, Danny Gray, uh, Ray-Ray McLeod, and Malik Turner, that those are going to be the six wide receivers.
2: (sighs) It's like I would agree with that. I would also be okay if Willie Sneed is kept over Malik Turner, but Willie I'm not. He
1: got cut the second he dropped that touchdown.
2: I know. Punt. I know. That's what sucks. It's like got always... cut the
1: second he did that.
2: I was such a big fan of him in, in New Orleans. Because Malik and Turner in Baltimore. actually gives
1: you, Malik Turner actually give listen, and by the way, Malik Turner also smacked the shit out of that dude on that punt. Yeah. Yeah. He did. <laughs> so that's, but that's where the extra value comes in. Malik Turner's special teams ability is just better than Willie Sneed's so you you actually it's more of like man if you're gonna be a fringe wide receiver at least be productive on special teams and that's why i think malik turner's gonna make it because dude he he popped that dude
3: yeah was, it was a nice dang, yeah, it was man, nice. that's a
1: wide receiver making that hit
2: yeah um says i'm having some internet issues i don't know if that's true Am I A little blurry okay all right yeah I, I, my, my apartment sent out like an email when I was coming back to from getting a haircut saying that the internet for our entire complex was down. And I was like, uh, that's weird. I like text okay. Ash. I'm like, is our internet down? She's like, no, it's working. So I don't know what's going on, but we'll continue.
1: Maybe um, it will be down at some point. I
2: don't know. Yeah, I guess we'll see. Um, Mike was supposed to join us pretty soon, so we'll wait for that. But it, it's like... We want to recap this game, but to be honest, there's almost nothing that's coming to mind because it was such a I will shitty say, performance.
1: Yeah, I will say this, though. There were some, if you go back, and really I want to concentrate on the starters because really the fringe players, like, I don't really care. If they're playing, you're you're having problems anyway. Uh, but to go back to Trey Lance, if you look at the 7 of 11, 49 yards, it doesn't jump out on the stat sheet. But I saw some things that I actually really liked. Um, the one bad throw that he had was to kittle he missed that i mean it bounced off of kittle's hands like fingertips so it was it wasn't a big miss again he's missing small um the pass where he scrambled out and kind of like threw a dirt ball in front of Ayuk was actually tipped so that's why that hit the ground like that but i thought that the pass to uh debo samuel up the sideline was a pretty well thrown deep ball um gave him a chance again pi so yeah. they didn't call it um, the first pass of the game to Uzek out on the right side was actually a really nice throw. And then he had a couple where he was under pressure where his short throws, he really did a good job putting a touch putting touch on the ball to the to Trey Sermon out in the flat to um uh was it Dwelly or Warner? It was one of the two where he got a nice throw out there to them. Um there were a couple of things where last year it might not have been that touch pass. It might have been something, you know, a little bit more fireball-y, you know. Um, again, his his poise and his his propensity for when he rolls out or he's flushed out of the pocket or, you know, he's, he's under pressure, that when he takes off, he's taking off to reset and throw the ball. I think that that's a very important thing, too, because a lot of young – I mean, Justin Fields is, hey, I hit the drop, I'm under pressure, I'm running, you know. A lot of these young quarterbacks do that. Trey is actually looking to process and get down the field. So pretty cool to see. Um, and, and it gives me hope, you know, that if they can get the offensive line thing sorted out, you know, Shanahan's going to scheme a few of these plays that are just going to be wide open. And I have confidence in those uh, plays that Trey will make the right decision and we'll get some big chunk plays.
2: Somebody was telling me on Twitter that they feel that Jimmy Garoppolo is better suited to handle a shaky offensive line than Trey Lance. And that just blew my mind. Yeah. I'm like the less mobile quarterback you think would be better behind a bad offensive line. Not the one who can actually move out and extend plays. Step up has the speed to take off. And I agree with you. Yeah. Jimmy
1: Garoppolo's pocket awareness is dog shit.
2: Yeah, It always has been. It always has been Uh, Sin says, right. Look like DPI to me. Trey Lance well, put that ball. Was, he, he had
1: an arm right. On
2: him. Yeah. He put the ball right in the bread basket, even with the, the PI. So it's tough. Cause that should have been called, but right. It was a great throw. Nonetheless, preseason for the refs too, I guess. Yeah. Uh, Brandon says he wants to mention that they'll be t- showing the 49ers game mostly every week on playback and he'll send the link every week. So everyone can join the room to watch. So check out Brandon as he does that on playback. Yep. Yeah.
1: Oh, no that I mean congrats to Brandon for that man I'm too up I'm too up into the game to even be yeah. I don't even talk to my wife when the 49ers are playing I'm like go away
2: same um I saw a clip yesterday and it I don't want to play it here because it'll be copyrighted but uh, yeah. Ian Rappaport talking that there's simply there is no trade partner that exists for Jimmy Garoppolo right now right it's it's he's looking get clear get, on clear he's get yes cut, man that's the only
1: way he's get right get cut. Okay. Yeah. Oh yeah. I, it's again to all the people who say they're gonna keep him. Dude doesn't even have a playbook. <laughs> Stop. It's not happening. Yeah. He's gone.
2: That's hilarious. Yeah. He was quarterback four for a reason on the dev chart, the unofficial dev yeah. chart. But um yeah, at this point, it's like Mason Rudolph's generating more trade interest. And I know it's because of the contract. I'm not saying Mason Rudolph is better. But the contract is just this like giant weight tied to Jimmy Garoppolo's ankle ankles. And anytime somebody's trying to help him off, they're like, oh, well, shit, he's going to pull me down with him. I don't want that. So why as yeah. not well just get somebody like Mason Rudolph or I don't know, Tyrod Taylor, who's able to fill those starter roles at a much lower price, especially if you're going to have to give up draft picks for him. So yeah. he's likely going to get cut. Throwback says the Niners still want something for him, Matt. Huh? People in hell want ice water. Yeah, I, I I haven't heard anybody say it better than you. You don't need to win the trade twice. Right. You've already won it once. Just you already won. Call it. You're gonna Thank be. you.
1: Yeah. Yeah. By the way, you win twenty four point five million dollars to try to upgrade that offensive line. Yeah.
2: That's true. Yeah. Which again, I don't know how Lombardi can make the argument that it doesn't work like that. It's not Madden. I'm sorry, if a team has more money, they can therefore use that money to spend right. on positions of need.
1: And the argument that he was injured, I mean, listen, the trade market was dried up for him the moment that he was injured. So you could have cut bait and had $18 million to work with. Yeah. So.
2: Do you really think that it comes down to they know Seattle's going to sign him and they don't want him to get the playbook, learn it, master it, earn their starting role by week two and lose to him, the home opener.
1: Yep. That's That's sad. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Uh Not great. No, it's not. (laughs) I can't imagine how that would happen. The Seahawks kind of bread and butter was the deep passing game, which is Jimmy Garoppolo's Achilles heel. So even if he were to get signed by the 49ers, or by the Seahawks, excuse me, I can't imagine he's suddenly going to be lighting it up and turn the Seahawks into this winning team. But, yeah, I don't know. Apparently, the 49ers feel differently. I see Jeff Dini of PFFs shares Samuel Womack's preseason grades. uh, Coverage grade of 91.1. Five targets, zero catches allowed, two interceptions, one pass breakup that caused an interception, one penalty, and a pass rating allowed of 0.0. Just wanted to check.
1: Pretty impressive. Good, man. Yeah. Yeah, look, He looks good. He looks like he's going to be a player for them, for sure. (laughs)
2: This is funny, Tribe. We watched the game today just as bad as I thought. Ram's going to smack us by 50. I mean, that's like a little... Yeah. That's a little out of control. Yeah, but... Silk 68, even if Jimmy did that, he still wouldn't be good with our defense. Yeah. I can't even imagine this defense finally having the chance to tee off against him without... Have it to tone it back, right? right. Niners, Warriors. Aaron Donald suspension—he's not going to get suspended. Do you think he'd no. get suspended? No, no. So I didn't know that, no, that the NFL that in
1: practice, man. Yeah,
2: the NFL that's apparently has no control over that. Like the the yeah, teams are ones. I didn't know that. Apparently, that's a trip. Yeah, it's wild, man. This is like a very I mean, very he, dude, common pattern. He,
1: there's a, there's a still photo of him hitting somebody with the helmet, and it looks like the helmet is, like, caved in a little bit, like oval. He
2: swung that thing so hard. It's yeah. like, bro. He, he does this at least, like, three times a year. Sometimes it's in games. Like, he's choked players out mid-game. Yeah. I remember when the Niners beat the Rams on Monday night, he, like, took his helmet off and, like, threw it on the ground all angrily. Like, this dude yep. has anger problems, severe anger had, problems. He
1: just been ejected, too, for yeah. the, like yeah. he, for something. I can't remember exactly what it was, but, yeah.
2: So Like, everybody liked to make Ndamukong Su the bad boy of the NFL. Meanwhile, Aaron Donald is somehow paraded out there as, like, the face of the Rams and this tough guy player, but he's a good guy. It's like, no, he's kind of a piece of shit. Yeah. Like, if we're being honest, he's a great yeah. player, but he's kind of a piece of shit. And he does this shit, Definitely. like like I said, three times a year. He's either choking someone out, swinging a helmet at someone, and that's not just tough football. That's you trying to deliberately hurt someone outside of the game of football. So, yeah. yeah. Melissa says he took off the Bengals player helmet and dented it when he was swinging at the same player and his teammates trying to protect him. Um, I believe it was Lyle Collins, if I remember correctly, who kind of started the whole issue, and then Aaron Donald took it further. So. I don't know. Yeah. Unfortunately, he won't get suspended, though, because the team's kind of govern that whole issue. So he should be, but he won't be. Well, I yeah. was trying to wait for Mike, but I don't know if he's going to hop on yet. So is there anything else you wanted to cover?
1: Um, Just that, it,
2: listen, Tuesday's
1: going to be a big cut-down day. Tuesday, I think we get the resolution to Jimmy Garoppolo. I don't think they're going to carry him up until the Saturday before week one. Um, they'll catch a ton of heat for that because that, that's, I mean, that's kind of BS yeah. to, to do that. I think you can do a little bit of gamesmanship. I'm not that upset about it. But if, I mean, come on, if you're sitting there and holding on to him until the end of, like, right before week one, that's that's a little petty. Yeah. So, um, it'll be, but it will be interesting. If they don't move on Jimmy Garoppolo by Tuesday, I wonder if we'll finally see like a call for for a release from jimmy garoppolo's camp that's honestly to me that's the most interesting aspect of the cut down to 53 yeah. what what's when is jimmy garoppolo finally going to be gone i think it'll be tuesday
2: when i was on mike's uh patreon show last wednesday he played a little clip from mayoko and their the him and jennifer lee chan's podcast where he kind of went off against the the 49ers for saying like hey, I can't believe they're actually doing this. Like, it's kind of messed up on their end. Like, I get it's a business, and I understand why they're doing it, but Jimmy Garoppolo has kind of done right by them the whole time, and yet they're kind of choosing to hold on to the very last minute just in case. And I've never heard Mayoko speak negatively about the team, so I just thought that was interesting. I'm like, huh, I wonder what kind of generated that. We have a super chat from Fortnite's throwback. Niners better not do something dumb. Get 10 off this team. Yeah. I can't imagine yeah. they keep him. I cannot imagine they keep him.
4: No,
1: there's no way. There's yeah. no way. I mean, they would again. They would have given him a playbook, you know. Yeah.
2: yeah. So we we'll Did you see George Odom was fined 5K for uncovered knees, but AD is going to skate scot free. The league fines and suspension is so damn biased and fucked up. They they're really I weird about the
1: bias. It's yeah. game versus not game. Yeah. You know. Like those practices aren't technically supposed to be televised. It's closed door stuff, so it's different, yeah. you know.
2: And they're really weird about uniforms. They're very very they specific. Super weird about uniforms, yeah. for sure. For sure. Length for of sure. socks, like like she said, no knees showing. Like there are random rules that these players have to find or follow, or else they'll get fined. And I imagine yeah. they're using the preseason to make the point. So. Suspend Mike for being late. He was supposed to hop on late, so it's not that big of a deal. But He probably got stuck in traffic or something. Unfortunately, there's just not much to talk about recapping this game. Um, But next week, we have a a really big show for you guys. We're going to do a deep dive into the whole season. We're going to break down all the roster cuts. So make sure you guys come back for that.
1: Big one. And we're going to do our... uh, Yeah, so that'll be next week. And then right before... The week one, we're going to do a big blowout on the Bears game preview. So yeah. we got a lot of stuff coming up for you guys.
2: Yep. But before we go, we got to thank our sponsors.
1: Yes. And it starts Stamp with it up.
2: Sports Illustrated.
1: Okay, you can do Sports Illustrated. Sports yeah, Illustrated,
2: yeah. yeah. So check out, click the link in the bio, check out this fantastic book, Sports Illustrated, The San Francisco 49ers at 75. It covers the entire history of the San Francisco 49ers. It's a really, really good book. And It's hardcover. You guys can save 30% off now through October. So go check it out. Click the link in the description. Use code 49ers30. Get your copy, your hardcover copy of Sports Illustrated, the San Francisco 49ers at 75. Next, we got a shout out, Acre Gold. Matt calls it the gold stamp. It's stamp time. You can now buy gold for as little as $50 a month. You no longer have to fork out hundreds of dollars of gold, hundreds of dollars to get your gold. $50 $50 a month. Think of it as an investment. Once you reach the market price of two and a half grams, Acre Gold will discreetly send you a gold bar. Matt calls it a stamp. It's two and a half grams. Put your money in something that holds value, unlike the dollar with inflation being crazy right now. Take advantage. Click the link in the description, Acre Gold. It's only right they sponsor the Rent and Gold Standard Podcast. And last but not least, got a shout out 49ers. Great Terrell Owens for 81 Vino. Terrell Owens has made his name in the NFL. Now he's venturing off into the wine business. Click the link in the description, 81vito.com, enter code hive, and you'll get 10% off your entire purchase and free shipping on two or more bottles. Support the 49ers legend 81 by Terrell Owens. All right. With that all said, we're going to wrap things up here. Uh, Matt, you want to take us out?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, I just want to thank everybody for being here. Um, midday saturday uh it's a little bit of a weird timing thing for us and unfortunately uh you know we we got caught up after the game we couldn't really come in but thank you so much for joining us guys um we have a lot of exciting stuff coming your way man it's here no more preseason we got cut downs to get through and then it's time to concentrate it's time to go on this run trey lance is gonna you know be out there he's the guy and i'm excited for it and so no matter what happens, I just want to let you guys know that we love having you here. So when I see Mike is in here. <laughs> ah, Mike is in here.
3: What's going on? Mike just came in for the end. I was say, did I make it all the way at the very end? Oh man, I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> That's all right. I, I'm sure you guys rock the show and everything, but you know, it is what it is. It's all good, man. How you doing? I'm great, man. Just rushing in from work, literally ran in here. Grabbed my stuff and like came outside and I'm like damn it man I'm gonna miss these like said, I'm gonna miss it. I walked in from work to a bunch of crises, but
1: yeah, <laughs> yeah <laughs> it happens. All right, well, real quick, man, rapid fire. Um, let's go, let's go. Uh, what you were happy with, what you were unhappy with with the game, and then where you see potential to improve.
3: Yeah. So uh, first, I think I was the most impressed with special teams. Uh, I was probably one of the biggest. Um, what is it? Protagonists antagonist I don't know what antagonist is but I was protagonist
1: of- hero antagonist is the villain so protagonist is the hero of the story like that's the guy that everybody roots for antagonist oh, sure. is like yeah well but if you're about- if you're if you're yeah if you're the antagonist of the special teams you're you're the villain of the special teams you're, talk- yeah, no, you're talking talking forget- shit on
3: them forget all that I did not like the signing of the Seattle Seahawks special teams coordinator all right I thought he hadn't done anything in the last six or seven years Uh, that he was living off of his name and everything. And I will honestly say that I have no problem. I was wrong. Mitch Wisnowski is punting better. Robbie Gold ran out there with all the confidence in the world for that 50-yarder, nailed it with room to spare. Uh, They've made definitive decisions right away that Robbie Gold will be the kickoff guy. Robbie Gold will do field goals, and Mitch Wisnowski will solely focus on punts. Uh, And then the coverage team. The coverage team was phenomenal. So, you know, I I like everything that I saw from the special team. That was probably my biggest pro. And one of the things I said that you should probably watch the most because those are going to be the starters down in and down out most likely. Um, And then uh, some of the negatives, I guess, if I had to name one in particular. uh, I'm not really worried about the offensive line like everyone else is. uh, But I would say Devo and Trey Chemistry maybe. You know, he they, they had the one play where everyone thought Debo got interfered with or whatever, um, but it was the single high. It was the covers they wanted. You want to drop back and just, you know, hit your backstop and, and hit that hit that route. And I would like to see them complete that pass, whether it was underthrown, overthrown, whatever the case is. I want to see them, you know, get that down. And I just want to see the chemistry, which will come with time. So if that's my biggest worry, then we're, we're in yeah. good hands.
1: And as Debo gets in better shape, he'll probably separate a little better.
3: That part, that part.
1: <laughs>
2: all right. All right. Well, we're going to wrap things up here. Mike, thanks for joining. I know you said you had a crazy time. I believe you. It's all right. It's all right. We'll get you on the next one. Um, yeah, for sure. Thank you for making it. I know you were kind of rushing, so we really appreciate it. Uh, guys, thanks for tuning in. This was kind of like Matt said, a weirdly timed show, but we wanted to bring yeah. you one regardless this weekend. Thanks for tuning in. Um, hit like, hit subscribe. Mike, I'm sure the fans already know where you're at, but let them know where to find
3: you in case they don't. Yeah, guys, just right down there. I don't deserve to plug all the other stuff. If you guys see the handle right there. Mike the 83, Give me a follow on Twitter, don't you know, whatever. I'll be there either way. <laughs> all right. Thanks guys for joining us, guys. Uh, I know we did this before.
1: Uh, we'll, we'll catch you on the flip side. So until next time, go Niners.
4: It's obvious we're being let down by the institutions we used to trust. The mainstream media are distracting us with meaningless headlines instead of focusing on the real concerns of American families. Countries we're at odds with are hoarding food, financial systems are strained, and supply chains remain too fragile. We can tell something is coming, so we're preparing. Folks are getting into self reliance and investing in emergency food storage. And My Patriot Supply, the nation's largest emergency preparedness company, makes it easy for you to have peace of mind knowing you're prepared. Go to mypatriotsupply.com and secure some emergency food kits. There's a dozen to choose from that contain tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging 2,000 calories per day. Get at least one food kit for each family member. And while you're there, Stock up on water filtration, heirloom seeds, and emergency gear, too, at MyPatriotSupply.com. It's time to prepare today. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com. MyPatriotSupply.com.